Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life, and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. Some say adulting is the practice of behaving in a way characteristic of a responsible adult, especially the accomplishment of mundane but necessary tasks. Still, others say adulting is the assumption of tasks, responsibilities, and behaviors traditionally associated with normal, grown-up life along with the implication that the individual in question does not particularly identify as an adult and that acting as one does not come naturally. Adulting in the Bible means to behave like an adult or do the task associated with being an adult. Still, the Urban Dictionary says adulting To carry out one or more of the duties and responsibilities expected of fully developed individuals, meaning paying off that credit card debt, settling beef without blasting social media exclusively by those who adult less than 50% of the time. Now, hold on. The slang dictionary says adulting is an informal term to describe behavior that is seen as responsible and grown up. This behavior often involves meeting the mundane demands of independent and professional living, such as paying bills and running errands. Finally, Wikipedia tells us that adulting is a neologism for growing up that became popular on English-speaking social media in the second half of the 2010s. American writer Kelly Williams Brown has been credited with coining the term, which is commonly used to refer to the context of tasks and activities. These tasks and activities are necessary to carry out in order to live and function within mainstream civilized society, but are typically only done by adults due to pragmatic, financial, physical, or legal restrictions 
rooted in age. Let's stop and ask, why do millennials say adulting? Now, within the last few years, the term adulting has popped into society's vernacular. Although the word is used to define activities or behaviors that are expected of adults, adulting seems to be more a comment on the emotional state of the millennial generation than anything else. Millennials' usage of the term suggests a level of psychic discomfort. Millennials have a desire to be a part of the world, the adult world, that is, but feel stuck in a realm between adolescence and adulthood. Joining us today is Kira Edwards, a 2022 graduate from North Carolina A&T State University, where she received a Bachelor's of Social Work. She is currently a graduate student at the Crown Family School of Social Work, Policy and Practice at the University of Chicago. Kira has served with various youth-centered and education-based organizations, and her goal, mind you, is to pave the way for African-American girls who are still finding their way. Welcome, Kira. Thank you. We're so happy to have you join us today, and we want to say Happy New Year to you, and thank you. Thank you for being a part of this topic that impacts your generation. Also, I'd like to welcome the PFAM. Our PFAM is joining us from around the world and we're excited to have them and to all of our new relatives who are joining for the first time. Kara, in addition to the economy, what are some reasons millennials are not excited about becoming an adult? Honestly, from my short adulting experience at 22, a lot of it is just that feeling that you're really on your own. I'm fortunate enough where my parents still check in with me. They are very much obsessed with me. I'm their only child. So they do everything they can to help me financially, spiritual guidance, whatever I may need. But for a lot of us, it's that feeling and that anxiety that, wow, I'm responsible for my own success. I'm responsible for if I eat, if I end up not accomplishing what I wanted to do in life. And that's all on me. You can't hide behind your parents anymore. And I think that gives a lot of angst because it's very much, what do I do? How do I make these goals that I have for myself a reality when I'm very much responsible for everything on my own? It's amazing to hear your answer, Kira. But when we go back and think about being responsible for yourself, that is a great feeling when you're still living in your parents' home. But when you move out, all of a sudden, it's a smack in the face. So it's reality setting in. How do you feel about that? I will put the disclaimer that my intro to adulting was a very fast track. Like if there's AP for adulting, I'm in advanced placement. Um, Just because of my circumstances, I graduated in May. I started my master's program in June. 
And I also was moving from North Carolina slash Maryland, so the East Coast, all the way to Chicago in about a three-week time span. So that was me moving into an apartment, paying the first month's rent, paying my car note, no longer being that undergrad, having that title of a graduate student. And now I'm a full-blown graduate student. Um, it hit me when I did my FAFSA for college that I'm an independent student, as they like to put it. Um, and I really had to sit with myself and think about what I want this to look like for me. It was a lot of graduate school isn't easy. Graduate school is very mentally challenging, especially because that's kind of the end of the road for a lot of us who are in school. And so I was paying bills and going to school and I was stressed. <laughs> I was very, there are moments where I was sitting to myself with my dog sitting here, like, why did I do this? And a little, little voice in me had to tell me like, this is because this is what you want. You wanted to be an adult. So here you are. I have to budget. I have to make sure I have money for groceries and then save and it's a lot. <laughs> so just from where you are, from where you came from to where you are right now in Chicago, all by yourself, you know, you can't run by your parents and pick up something or, you know, ask for some money. If you had it to do all over again and leaving your undergrad program or after completing that and within a three-week span dashing to Chicago, if you had it to do all over again, would you in that vein? I would. It's definitely a mixed answer. I think for me, I'm a person I try a lot more now to see the bright side of things, to see minor discomfort or sometimes major discomfort as a chance to grow and to really tap into that this is something that I need to be learning at this point in my life. And I think that mindset has helped me feel so much like everything's happening to me and it's happening for me. I think I would still probably move out. It's the mental peace that you get from not living with your parents. I love them to death, but it's that kind of, I have my own space. If I don't want to do something, I don't have to do it. There's no one asking me to go do this, go do that, asking questions. So in that aspect, I would, because I do feel like I've grown as a person. I'm more mature now because I've had to grow up. But another part of me is also like, I should have taken a break. I definitely should have Taking the summer to just breathe, allow myself to kind of breathe, if you will, my undergraduate self and kind of make peace with that chapter of my life closing before I jumped into this new chapter. Because this is really my last little step before I'm like a full-blown career woman with a big girl job and big girl bills. Like I have big girl bills, but they kind of like teenage bills. So <laughs> trying to get my brain right for this and this is really college is kind of a safety net I think you learn a lot in college you grow as a person in college you take on more responsibility but it's still that kind of I'm in college so I still have time before I have to figure things out and now that I'm here I'm figuring things out while being in college because I'm still in college 
Many millennials are moving back with their parents after completing their education. What are your thoughts regarding that? And are you so inclined? I don't blame them. <laughs> I'm, I do not blame them. It's funny how much my thought process has changed because when I first moved to Chicago, I, it was very much, y'all not going to see me again. I'm over here, a Chicago girly now. I don't want to be back in Maryland. Maryland has nothing for me. Like very much snobbish. But now that I've really, I've lived in Chicago since June. So right around six months going into the seventh month. I already told my mom I'm moving back in with her. <laughs> so be ready. I'll cook. I'll clean up. Mentally, I think it's the more responsible thing for me to do. Because I can save money. I have my mom to hug me because that's one of the biggest needed as an adult. I just want to hug when I'm in class for three hours and I'm like, I don't know what's going on or these people are crazy. I had a long day at work. Like I miss my parents. Um, I'm, I think if you can handle it, and what I mean by handle it, I mean the mental toll because you are at a weird crossroad where you're still someone's child, but you're also an adult. You're also finding yourself. And if it's a situation where there are boundaries that are set between you and whoever you're living with, do it. <laughs> Save money. Give yourself that time to figure out what you want to do and what your next step is going to be without the added pressure of being responsible for your livelihood and well-being. I've also heard, because I have millennials in my family, that they're not excited about home ownership. And in addition to that lack of excitement, they're not really able to afford a home. What are your thoughts? I am not excited about being a homeowner. It seems like a lot of responsibility. I'm in a situation where if there's something wrong in my apartment, I can call maintenance. Um, I have someone that I can talk to, maybe argue with, depending on how they did the job. But I also am a person where I know I like to move around. I kind of like that freedom where if my lease is over in a year, I can move on to the next little adventure. And I think a lot of like millennials, Gen Zers, I don't want that permanence. <laughs> I want to be able to explore. You have a house, like, like you have to stay there. That's where you have your roots. And I think, especially with the way the world is changing and the opportunities that are presented to us, that freedom to move around sounds a little bit more appealing than having a house and paying a mortgage. And I don't even know all the stuff, income tax. Like, it doesn't sound fun. I can see how it's not appealing. And I have to say, in my generation, we dived in there head first, right? We learned them later. But since you're moving back and your mom has agreed to have you back, what about contributing to the household, the bills, buying food? What are your thoughts? I tell my mother this. With so much love, I'm her broke best friend. And because I wear that title proudly, I do what I can. <laughs> I just came back to Chicago from being home 
for the break. I was there for about three weeks and okay. I'll clean, but um, the funds aren't there to pay some of these bills you have. I have with like the Netflix subscription, like things like that. It's with an understanding that I need to be saving. And my mother is such a great person. She's not going to put me in a situation where I'm hurting myself more to pay bills. And that brings me to my next thought. And that is, are millennials staying at home to pay off debt or is the focus on saving? So are you saying you're going there? to save your money. You're not excited about home ownership, but you're going there to save. So what are you saving for? For me, I'm saving. So when I move into my new apartment, (laughs) wherever that may be, I have my money situated to where I can move without all of this stress. I just had a friend who she graduated with me. She lives in Maryland. She ended up having to move to Raleigh because she got a job. She was stressed because they want her to move in two weeks. She didn't have that type of money saved up. And it's kind of that if I can do something to kind of help myself in the future. Yeah, I know she has student loans. I'm fortunate enough where I don't have student loans. My graduate school is covered by the school. Amen. (laughs) Um, For me, it's saving for my next step. I know some people do have debt, but they want to pay and they want to be at their parents' house while they pay. I think everyone's situation is a little bit different. But for me, it's because I know I don't want to stay in my mama's house forever. So I want to have money saved up so that when I'm ready to go, I can go. Now, our whole topic is quitting is not an option. That's the name of this show. So when we combine this adulting role and meaning and how it resonates with millennials, wouldn't you say a certain part of the mindset of millennials as it relates to adulting is quitting? It's it's quitting. You're out there already. You're on your own. You have your own place. You have your own vehicle. You're taking care of your responsibilities, but now you want to slide back in on mom and get that warm and fuzzy as opposed to hanging in there and running the race that's set before you. What are your thoughts? I am. (laughs) No, but for real, I think it's more of, I don't see it as quitting. I see it as giving myself grace and understanding that having drive and being ambitious is amazing things and it does get you places in life but I think for me I've been telling myself this I'm 22 I feel like I've lived the life of like a 40 year old woman with like kids like I feel like I've worked and grinded so hard and now I'm telling myself like you're 22 like if you have parents who will gladly take you back in and give you your own bedroom because they have an office or gym in there. Take it because life is short and I don't want to look back by the time I'm 30 feeling like, wow, I didn't live any of my 20s. My 20s was spent stressed, crying, being broke, like trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. And yes, I still think daily about what my next are. 
But I don't want to feel like I didn't get to live. And if I have people who are going to allow me to live a little bit, I want that. But I don't think it's quitting. I think it's just giving yourself the break. And I think my generation, we're more of a generation that's going to say no to stuff. I don't know if you've heard of quiet quitting. Like, we're going to say that's not right. That's why you don't have people in retail right now. People aren't doing a lot of these jobs because it's not worth their time. Um, Money is money, but not all money is good money. If you had it to do all over again, would you wait on the adulting role? I don't know myself, so I'm not going to lie. I probably still would have dived head first into adulting. (laughs) Most likely still would have moved out around the time. I moved out, moved out at once. So probably around that time still, just because I have a lot of goals, a lot of dreams, the type of person I am. It's hard to say because I do think adulting builds character. You're making a way out of no way. You're really, you're really trying to figure it out. Um, mental health wise, no, it was a lot of stress. It's a lot of what am I doing? Existential crises, if you will. But I don't think I can give a definitive answer. It's very much. Mm. <laughs> Millennials have your cake and eat it too. That's what I see. Is that right? I think we're a generation where we see the hardships of the generations before us. And a lot of us are like, we don't want that for ourselves. But we also get those reality checks. Or as I like to say, life will humble you. Life shows up and shows out. And you have to remember, like, you're a person in this capitalist society. You have to work. You have to pay bills. You have to buy into certain things. Um. So it's always like, a, do I want this or do I want that? And if I live with my mom, I can kind of participate in the economy, kind of not. So. But yeah, definitely having your cake. Yes. And you are very intelligent, well-spoken on the topic, and you know exactly what it is you want. But let's go back. What did your parents say that resonated with you then? before you became an adult, and now that you are? When I graduated high school and got ready to start college, I feel like that's really where my adulting started. It was always take out with you. That's something I hold near and dear to my heart, just as a spiritual person. I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for God's grace. College is hard. I will say that to anyone and their mama. College is not easy. It's not for the weak. It takes a special kind of crazy to want to be in college. So definitely taking God with me, involving God in all of the processes, even when things seem very much like there's no way in the world this can work. Centering God in that and letting God order my steps. Quite honestly, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be at the school that I'm at. I wouldn't have graduated on time. I wouldn't have just made it through some of the really, really hard days. My dad will tell you he laughs at me now. I don't think it's very funny, but he laughs every time I call him to complain about adulting because it's very much, I told you so. (laughs) So that don't be in a rush to grow up. I think that's a lot easier said than done because when you're younger, 
when you see adults, it's like they can do whatever they want to do. Like, I want that. I want that freedom. But it's really not all that it's cracked out to be. Take your time is something that I hear constantly because I'm very much a person. I kind of want it now. Um, and I'm a very ambitious person. Um, and a lot of that ambition has been fueled by perfectionism. So take your time. That's something I hear from my therapists, from friends, that things going to work out the way they need to work out, when they need to work out. So listening, really like taking, (laughs) stop being so hard headed and listening to them when they say that, because I overthink a lot. And because of that, I'm like, there's no way this could work out. I should have been done this, should have been done that. It just wasn't in the cards for me at that time. And me being 22 and kind of wise, (laughs) if I had gotten the things that I wanted then, I wouldn't have been able to handle them. And it's a flip to that. The things I have now, I have them now because I can handle them. And I am a lot stronger than I give myself credit for. Again, Kira, for 22-year-old, you are grounded, you understand life. And what I'd like to do now is just throw out adulting 101 from where I sit. As I look at the millennials and as I try to wrap around them or get them to understand what this responsibility looks like, these are some of the things that I want to leave with everyone embarking on adulting. You got to be able to take responsibility for your actions. You got to know the difference between a career and a job. Always follow the golden rule. Clean up your online presence. Why is it so difficult for millennials to pour out their soul, expose themselves online? Clean it up. Manage your money. Plan for the future. The future is coming. It's around the corner. It's part of life. Understand and commit to doing the right thing. Respect others. Understand the importance of self-love. If you don't love yourself, who can love you? It starts from within. And don't be too hard on yourself. Kira, in addition to those, is there anything else you would like to add to Adulting 101? Um, just to add to the whole piece on self-love and don't be so hard on yourself, go to therapy. I am a big advocate for therapy. It's the social work student in me. Therapy, if you find a good therapist, which you might have to shop around for a therapist and that's okay, they're going to make you feel good. And a lot of times my therapist tells me the things that My parents tell me, but it's hearing it in a different way. Therapy has helped me find coping tools, strategies, understanding where my weaknesses are. And I think especially at this adulting, if you don't address your stuff, it's going to come out and it's going to come out in unsavory times sometimes. That's something I learned from a short professor. And we applied that to working with clients. But it's good to start working on those things that you might have experienced in your childhood or you might have this limiting belief now because it helps you feel more confident and self-assured going into the future. So therapy, 
I love therapy. It's hard at times. Therapy is not all like candy and rainbows. You don't leave it feeling amazing every day because you are confronting a lot of things. But it helps and it helps navigate this transition. I love therapy. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Kira. Now, to those young girls who you would like to assist in finding their way, how can they find you? Do you have an email address you'd like to leave? I have my social media and my email address. My social media is on Twitter, Instagram. It's at Hey Kira Nicole, H-E-Y-K-I-R-A-N-I-C-O-L-E. And if you want to email me, it's kiranicole.ed at gmail.com. Thank you. Again, thank you for joining us today on this all-important topic, adulting. So many thanks to our PFAM as well. Allow me to leave you with 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man or an adult, I did away with childish things. Take care, P-Fam, and be safe. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.